This is food. This is beans. So, Adrian Pinter, it is now time for us to talk Jurassic World Dominion. One of your favorite franchises, the Jurassic Park franchise, <laughs> is coming to a close, question mark? Not quite sure exactly. I'm a little fuzzy on that. But this is arguably the end of the Jurassic Park saga, I guess. Um, but it's also definitely the end of the Jurassic World trilogy. Mm -hmm. Again, this is one of your favorite franchises, so I feel like I should just let you take it away. But before I do that, I should make it clear. This is a spoiler cast episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. It is specifically a bonus episode. And I want to make it clear, we are going to be spoiling the heck out of Jurassic World Dominion. So if you have not watched it and you intend to, please turn this off now. Go watch the movie in your local theater and then come back and listen to our opinion about it after. Or you can get it spoiled for yourself and listen to the end of this podcast, this bonus episode. I don't care, quite frankly, but... I'm just giving you the warning. Adrian, what did you think of Jurassic World Dominion? Simon Eady, thank you for handing me the microphone. What I thought of Jurassic World Dominion is that this movie is a total mess of a plot. It is ridiculous. It's outlandish. They double down on the wackiness. There's some poor writing and dialogue. They go all in on the fan service for, you know, uh, of this Jurassic Park slash world franchise where they bring back a bunch of characters and they and they, you know, reference a bunch of things that happened. They bring back so many familiar actors or recast, you know, characters from even the first Jurassic Park movie with a different actor and stuff like that. However, yes, although I believe truly that this is a bad movie. I had a goddamn blast with this, and I don't really need there to be a good movie. If you give me dinosaurs, Simon, you give me dinosaurs killing people, killing each other, these these wacky scenarios, I'm gonna have a good time regardless. And I I will I will uh, you know end my point with saying, if you like the Jurassic Park, like only the Jurassic Park movie. But you never liked anything after Jurassic Park. You didn't really like the Jurassic World movies either, uh, specifically the, the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I don't imagine you're going to enjoy this movie. But if you mm. are just looking for a good time with dinosaurs and you want to waste two and a half hours, this is the movie for you. And it was a movie for me. Mm. Simon, what did you think, my friend? What did I think? What did I think? Yeah. You know, Adrian, I... um. I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a good movie. It was okay. It was an okay uh, movie, I should say. Not a good movie, but an okay movie. You see, I don't think I live in that territory that you live in where you say, like, I liked it, but it was a bad movie. I, I don't know if I, I – mean, I guess I do because I don't like The Room where I think The Room is bad, a bad movie, but I enjoyed watching it. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. But, um, hmm. yeah, I guess I do live in that territory. I, I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm confused. But regardless, this is an okay movie is what I would say. And I did enjoy it. It was a fun time in a, in a roller coaster film. It was a theme park movie, Adrian. It was. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, these how the Marvel movies are for Mr. Martin Scorsese. I feel like the Jurassic Park movies are the theme park for me. And it's just like this great, ridiculous time that I want to spend time in. Unlike Martin Scorsese for the Marvel movies, I guess. Uh, so it wasn't a correct like analogy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I would say that overall, generally, if I like a movie, I do think it's good. It's an okay or it's an okay movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if I don't like it that much, it's probably not a good movie. I, I try to align that as much as possible. Some exceptions to that rule, I suppose, in that there is the room. But this movie's okay, and it is a convoluted plot. It has some issues. It's funny. It's weird. It's 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 not um it's not rated very highly on Rotten Tomatoes. It's is it below thirty percent at this point? It's not good. Yeah, it's thirty from what I can tell right now. Yeah, no, it's exactly thirty. Shit, mm-hmm. but it's neat i don't know it's almost like it's kind of like the movie taken you know Mm. yeah kind of their daughter gets kidnapped and that's really what the movie's about that's why i question when i start like started this podcast episode i started off with the question is this the end of the jurassic world jurassic park franchise like well maybe for a little while maybe it is but is it Mm -hmm. is are they going to reboot this are they going to continue it in some way are are they going to do the uh, you know dinosaur human hybrid things that that were rumored rumored many years ago Mm. or maybe that the fast franchise jurassic world uh, crossover event oh that'd be cool you know just to mix it up give us something truly ridiculous but Mm. what i would say is that i like this movie better than i liked fallen kingdom which is interesting and i I wonder if you disagree with that Mm. but uh, the fallen kingdom of course was the second in the jurassic world uh trilogy yeah so it's yeah it's just again it's a it's a it's a voyage it's an adventure to go save their daughter is kind of what the root of the movie is. Mm-hmm. And they're on this adventure to do that. And then the problem with the movie for me is that there's a lot of thinness in the plot. Like there's a lot of weird motivations that don't make a lot of sense. I guess that that's my issue. Very much it, Which so. plot yeah. matters to me. And that's where I like, ah, it's not really a whole necessarily, but it's like, why though? Like why did Alan Grant, why did Ellie Statler and Ian Malcolm get together at all in this movie? That's well, my question. I don't really understand. It seems like, like why didn't they get to get? Why didn't they help out with the other Jurassic World when there was a problem? What about Fallen, Fallen Kingdom? It's like why are they just in this? And it's it's for almost a completely unrelated reason to dinosaurs. So well, yeah, right. It's it's an interesting thing. Like I I would argue that this movie is kind of plot convenience. The movie the movie just keeps on going forward because these characters find themselves in these very specific situations that help the plot move forward. Um, and again, I think it kind of adds to this like almost convoluted mess that the plot is, but it's still quite enjoyable. And yeah, like with. Ellie Sattler, um, you know, she's like introduced. You see these like lo- these huge locust things, right? Uh, like roaming the earth. And I guess, you know, you can make the argument it's not like it's not dinosaur world or dinosaur park. Like it's Jurassic Park. So like what's I guess it can bring back, you know, these larger in- insects and-, and shit from the past, too. So you have like these you know, these huge locusts roaming the world, Laura Dern playing Ellie Sattler. She's back. She's doing these, like she's, I guess, working for the government in some sort of way, environmentalist, etc. And then finds that, Hey, these are obviously biogenetic animals. They're destroying crops, except for the crops manufactured by Biosyn, which is a big company that's owned by a guy named, uh, or run by a guy named Lewis Dodson. And it's interesting because this Dodson character is the same character from the first Jurassic Park movie that um, the one guy meets, um, like at the beginning of the movie, um, his name escapes me. Newman. Newman, yeah. Who Newman meets at, at the uh, at the beginning of Jurassic Park. His name isn't actually Newman. Isn't it? Or is that <laughs> no, his character that, from Seinfeld? That's his character from Seinfeld. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, um, let's that actor's great. I like that guy. It's great. Jurassic but, uh, Park. Newman is played by Wayne Knight. 
Yeah, his name is Dennis Nedry. Sorry. But yeah, like Dennis Nedry meets this Lewis Dodgson in that first movie. It's played by a different actor in that movie. Um, and, uh, you know, he's the guy that gives him that like shaving cream can to put the dinosaur DNA in it from all the way back then. Right. And, uh, you know, Laura Dern's Ellie Sattler goes to get Alan Grant uh, to go to this Biosyn place that now Ian Malcolm works at after being a hundred percent fully against what was going on with like bringing back dinosaurs in Jurassic world fallen kingdom, which is kind of funny. They're just like, ah, eh, whatever. Let's he's just cool with it. Now he's just kind of like, well, if you can't beat him, join him, which I found kind of funny. Did he, did he do anything? Did he even share his opinion about that? I don't feel like it. He did in Jurassic world fallen kingdom. Sorry. We're talking about Alan Grant, right? Oh no. I was talking about Ian Malcolm. Sorry. I, but Ian Malcolm didn't – oh, I see what you mean. He yeah. joined them because he joined that company. But he didn't join them for that reason. He joined them to be an inside man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he's still against it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, like – and uh, yeah, they, they get kind of all back together there. And, you know, it's like this like Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler. They got to go espionage through this Biosyn building to get like the – thing from the like a dna sample from the locusts to be able to reverse engineer these locusts or whatever i don't know that again the plot's just so fucking wacky but i uh, i really loved it um and honestly yeah, yeah they were trying to get proof that was the idea the idea was to get proof so they could get the government involved i think that was the idea yeah i feel like you could have just put it out there you could have just been like hey these locusts are destroying all the crops except for these crops made by biosyn. You put that online, it would spread like wildfire. It would spread like those locusts. Would it? I don't think it would in today's internet, man. No? People don't, don't give a shit so? about that. They just care about meme culture. and No one gives a shit. Do you really think that? That's, not to be cynical, but our world is a bit messed up. And like, there's so much shit going on at any given moment that like, I don't think anyone would care. It's like, ah, yeah, big company doing big company things. Yeah. These fucking leftists always just trying to spread their propaganda yeah, yeah, yeah. online. <laughs> that's not actually that's not actually an actor. That's what somebody would say. Uh, uh, no, dude. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I get it. Like you go for the actual proof. You go to the actual government. I guess if you go to the government and deliver this information, maybe they would have done something. I found the plot weird because I think there's an easy solution to having the three people come back together, like Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm. Shouldn't they just have been hired by the cia because for whatever reason the cia was involved and they hired oh, a bunch of people from jurassic world but they didn't hire the original people from jurassic park to fix this issue i found that a little bit weird and i feel like that's an easy in for these characters instead of having like sattler go find grant and say hey do you want to help me with this bug problem it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's like why why was that the plot it, it was just more convoluted also the most absurd thing in this entire movie this was actually bad for realties this was probably the worst shot in the entire movie when Sattler's getting into her car or whatever. And then she takes off her glasses. It's the most dumb shot I've ever seen. And I get that it was a throwback to Jurassic park, but it makes no sense in the context of the movie. You remember what I'm talking about here? Yeah. Again, that's <laughs> it, it's stupid, but again, like this is just fan service on fan service on fan service. <laughs> that Colin Trevorrow has done. Yeah. There's, there's so many things. Hell man, even Dodgson, 
you know, at the end of the movie, he dies the same way of, as Dennis Nedry does in the Jurassic Park movie, the same, like the same dinosaurs and everything. It's like a very similar situation. Uh, it's just so many things like, oh, his his old pal yeah. 30 years ago died the exact same way as he died, just in like a different area. And he has the can, the can rolls away the same way. It's so stupid. But again, it's just. It's just junk food. It's like really good junk food. You know what I mean? I didn't even make that connection because I didn't remember that scene from Jurassic Park, uh, like the beginning scene where he passes Mm. the can to him. So I just didn't make the connection. But I did remember that uh, Wayne Knight's character did die like that. I'm like, didn't Wayne Knight die the same way in Jurassic Park? Because what I just thought, I was just getting out of the shower. Shower thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Get out of the shower. I'm like, wait a second. Wayne Knight's character died the same way that this – Tim Cook lookalike died in this movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so funny because they, I feel like they just made Lewis Dodson into Tim Cook. They're just like, Apple's, a- Apple people are villains. Like, <laughs> he's just playing Tim Cook, it feels like, <laughs> which is. It, it was interesting. Yeah. That, that was a weird thing. Like, because I feel like a couple people in the, I could hear people murmur that in the yeah. theater. And, the- uh, and my girlfriend uh, like leaned over and said, Isn't that the guy from Apple? <laughs> there's no way that was like unintentional. You know what I mean? That was 100% intentional, which I, I quite love. That guy just sounds and looks like him though. Yeah. He just has the same haircut and he's wearing the same kinds of glasses mm-hmm. that uh, Tim Cook wears too. Or Tim yeah. Apple, should I say. Tim Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's good stuff. Right. That's good stuff. Yeah. So the other thing I, I questioned a little bit was like, they skipped ahead four years right? Yes. Yeah. This movie takes place four years after Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Isn't that like a weird mistake? Like what, wouldn't an interesting movie be like these dinosaurs are like terrorizing like cities. Like you can make like almost like a small town story about this and just forget Mm -hmm. about the original cast and just have like a T-Rex just just stomping through New York. Yeah. Or like Seattle or something. It'd be cool if that was the case. Like how did they get the giant, that giant dinosaur? How did they manage to capture him and transport him? They're like, this is the greatest, biggest dinosaur known to man, Alan Grant says, played by Sam Neill. <laughs> like, come on. like The Gigantosaurus? The Gigantosaurus? How did they capture that? Um, I have no clue. I have no clue. It's interesting. Maybe just a bunch of tranquilizers. They put them on a thing. They airlifted them. Yeah, but remember Jurassic World? They tried to take that one big dinosaur out, and like full teams of people were being murdered. Yeah. And that was not the biggest dinosaur. Although that was a weird hybrid that they created. But I just find that strange. Yeah, that was the, the super Indominus Rex creature. Like, I feel like they just kind of didn't, I don't know, they tried to do too much in this movie. That's kind of the thing that they, again, and that's why I was saying that the plot is too thin, like in various mm-hmm. elements, and they never did anything exactly right. Like, they could have done it where they focused on, because most of these Jurassic Park movies, they focus on one villain. And that's what's so good about Jurassic World, I find. And that's mm. why it's the best one out of this trilogy specifically, is that they they focused on saying, this is a hybrid we created. Isn't it cool? And, and the people are cool. like looking around and some of them are thinking, mm, I don't know if this is cool. What if it got loose? You know what I'm saying? Like you, and, and as an audience, you relate to that person that's thinking realistically about the situation because mm-hmm. you know that that dinosaur is going to get loose and is going to eat a bunch of people. And you know it's a bad idea to do this. But as the audience, as well, I think Chris Pratt was that character in the Jurassic World. He was, yeah. He was like, hmm, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, it goes to Bryce Dallas Howard and is like, what are you doing? You can't do this. And then he hides under a car yeah. and puts gasoline all over him. Exactly. But my point is, um, they didn't do that. They didn't create a dinosaur villain in this one, which I found interesting. They kind of made it 
way more about the people just running away. And mm-hmm. I feel like the lack of focus on the dinosaurs, even in general, there's a, a wonder about Jurassic Park that I feel, feel like was lost here too. Like there's a beauty of, of dinosaurs that they, they kind of capture, like even in the beginning, Ellie Sattler goes and like, you know, pets that dinosaur in the beginning in that, uh, the biosyn like yeah, compound, I guess. Yeah, which but is I, another callback to the original Jurassic Park movie when she, you know, helps the Triceratops. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. Yeah, you're 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 bringing these callbacks back. I appreciate that. I'm talking to you about this because you're you're the real expert. But I just find mm-hmm. that again, on a thinness perspective, there's a beauty of dinosaurs as well as the terror of them, and I don't think they focused on that at all. Mm-hmm. And the character of the dinosaurs was lost. Yeah, even the cloning plot was kind of an odd thing. Cloning humans, like which should have been a huge thing, like oh, this is huge and insurmountable. But they don't really go into that. And the fact that they like they kind of trivialize the whole thing with the now this segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I was like, what? Okay, I get it. You want to say there's a new segment, but they almost didn't make it look as dangerous as it should look. Like we already know as the audience that it's dangerous, but there's nothing arguably more dangerous to focus on than the fact that there's like a velociraptor like just loose <laughs> i agree in the random junk random forest that could just come into the into any city and eat people because they're literally predators well yeah no that so. no you're, you're definitely right because yeah like with the obviously the first jurassic park movie there's the you know the, the t-rex in the second one like lost world there's two t-rexes in the third one it's like the the one i mean it's like a group of raptors but then there's also the pterodactyl then in Jurassic World, it's the Indominus Rex. And then in Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, it's the Indominus Raptor, like Velociraptor creature. And then in this right. one, yeah. like you keep on upping it to like making it, oh, these are the craziest hunting. Like the, the Indominus Rex is like not to be like stifled with. And then you come out with the Raptor. Where it's like it's smaller, but it's like way more vicious. It can, it's smarter. It can like go through tiny hallways and just fuck you up. And then in this one, it's like, oh, it's the biggest dinosaur ever that hit the like hit earth the gigantosaurus or whatever but you don't really see it too often and it's just like a it's just an apex predator just walking around kind of you know you run into it and you're like oh shit i don't want to i don't want to you know fight this guy but they i feel like they spread the focus a little bit too much because they have that you know side plot when um chris uh owen and claire they go to uh, that one uh, country i don't know where <laughs> i forget malta it's not, that's not the country that's where they go it was in malta yeah. yeah they go they go to malta um and then you know they have like those like super raptors that like follow laser pointers and i'm like oh that's kind of cool like that's a neat idea but those are kind of you know done and dealt with and then yeah again there's the gigantic gigantosaurus but then there's the weird fucking uh, edward scissorhands like dinosaur like with the long ass like fingernails. Yeah, what was that? And I was like, oh, this thing's cool. And I loved that scene with like Claire when she's she gets like ejected from the plane, which is also like, why are you making her? I guess it, uh, Owen and uh, what's the character's name? Kayla, I think, who's played by like DeWanda Wise. They're like in the plane and they're like, oh, you know, we're going to crash. We might die. So like, let's just save you, Claire. But it's like also just why don't you guys all just stick together? You know, it was one of those, and then then they had to go find her. But yeah, so like Claire just like ejects from that plane or whatever is what I was saying. And then like you have like Kayla and Owen just being like, yeah, you got to eject. But they should have really just stuck together. But then she like cuts herself down, and there's the Edward Scissorhands like dinosaur that follows her like as she's crawling into the water. I'm like, ah oh, man, this is a really cool shot. I really like that. And I was like, this is a this is an interesting 
dinosaur. It's like more feather like. They try to bring back some of those like feather like dinos, which is kind of neat. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a great shot. That was like one of the highlights of the movie for sure. But they mm-hmm. didn't, I don't know, they didn't capture the essence of that throughout. It's a, it's a missing, there's missing links there. That's the, mm-hmm. I don't know, they just, uh, it's thinness that I just didn't love. But I, I was enthralled. I was excited. And I, I mean, again, it's a theme park movie. It really is. This is the definition for me. Like it was, it, it did what it, it, I think its job was. But I just wonder about that question. I, I'm going to keep bringing it up because it's the most important question is, is this the end of the saga? Because what a weird ending. It's just like, yeah, what, I kind of fizzled. I, like, why did you do it? Like, it was really taken. It's not about the dinosaurs at all. It's about the person that you're trying to save this clone. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really deal with the clone enough, too. So, like, they kind of just did three plots, but they didn't really do any of them that well. But I was still excited because I wanted her to be saved and stuff like that. That plot I understood and I was kind of more enthralled with. But it was more like a parents finding their child, not about dinosaurs or mm-hmm. about the other stuff that we, we we've been grown to love about this and i feel like it tried to say something about um climate change at the end but it didn't necessarily do that throughout yeah it, it's like an interesting i don't know it's it's just a mashup of things again do i think this is bad not really i don't think it's bad i just don't think it's good i guess it's mm-hmm. like a pretty even movie for me i i did enjoy it and um the the one thing that I would say it was the most annoying and jarring thing, though, for sure, is the word the worst problem with the movie, in my opinion, were the the Game of Thrones season eight type sequences in which characters just seem to teleport. What on earth? Mm-hmm. Characters were just in one scene in a different place on Earth, and then they would be in another scene in another place on Earth. And it was like the next scene over. Like there, there, there was no time in between. Like, the, for instance, Kayla is the greatest example. Like, I mean, her plane is fast. Let yeah. me tell you. Because she delivered that Velociraptor baby, Blue's baby, and then she was all of a sudden in Malta. It's like, how did that happen? There was like one scene over. Yeah. It, it made no sense at all. It, it, and that it, happened multiple times in the movie. There's like these weird time jump problems where people are just like in two places at once, presumably. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. does Kayla have a twin? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. Kayla's twin, Kaylee. DeWanda Weiss, I've never seen anything, but she's pretty good. She was awesome. Yeah. She was pretty cool as a character. She did a great job acting. I don't know. I liked her. She was cool. Yeah, she was but, a welcome addition to like the cast. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I, I wouldn't mind seeing her sort of like if we start following her, like if there are like a continuation. Because I think there will be more of these Jurassic movies. I don't think it'll be like the Jurassic World. It'll be something Jurassic something else. But I wouldn't mind seeing it, you know, you're following this Kayla character and she's doing these like deliveries or uh, I don't know. I guess I forget what she's doing at the end of this movie. Uh, But, you know, I feel like you could do a lot of cool things. You don't necessarily have to bring back, you know, the five major cast members, I guess now six with like uh, Macy being um, uh, added. Um, So I actually, funny enough, I I rewatched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom like just before going to see Jurassic World Dominion. And I still stand by, like, I really like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I actually think I like that movie better than Dominion, like watching it so close to one another. I think it's a little bit more focused. And again, it has that like central villain. And there is a cool like reveal of like, oh, man, she was like cloned and stuff like that. Like, I like that sort of shit. I think it's really fun. Um, and it's again, you're, you're you're more focused on the 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 Owen Grady, the Claire Deer, like the Claire character and, you know, Macy. And then you have like a villain and whatever. It's not like a hodgepodge of just fan service galore that I would say Dominion mm. is. 
Um, and it, it brought back again, that, that movie also has quite a few callbacks, like the, the clicking with the, with the big, like Raptor nail or, and shit like that. Like I, I claw, I guess I should say like that stuff's really cool. And it has like almost these like pseudo horror elements like sprinkled in the movie and that level of like intenseness where it's like this confined area, like they have to escape this area and try to kill this fucking super Raptor thing. Um, whereas like, again, there's not really a villain that they're trying to escape or, or kill really. They're just trying to reveal a, a like a thing that a company's doing. Right. And, uh, I, I think it kind of adds to that disjointed nature. I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. It's just like, well, well, why are they just trying to take down this company too? It's like, it's cool that, I don't know. It just seems weird. It just seemed out of place. Cause you also skipped ahead. Like you're just now in another park, but in a park in the mainland, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing again. They kind of just try to hit all the same beats. It actually kind of reminds me of the Star Wars uh, Star Wars sequels in a way. Because you're also mentioning how much fan service it does. The issue with Rise of Skywalker is on a whole other level, though. Because mm-hmm. that movie is just, honestly, that's just completely uninventive with... Man, there's so many problems there as well. Like They're, they're retconning things. They didn't retcon things in this no. movie, at least. They just did uh, like throwbacks to the previous uh, episodes, I guess. But there was like serious weird problems with Rise of Skywalker. But it's funny because Colin Trevorrow was going to direct Rise of Skywalker prior to J.J. Abrams directing it until he was kicked out. So I guess maybe Colin Trevorrow wouldn't necessarily have made a good movie. (laughs) It might have been just as bad. uh, More entertaining maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, In that like that's even more complex in that he had to – that's an interesting spot that anyone would have been in for the after the last jedi and i and we've said this before not that this is a star wars podcast but i've said this you said it actually when i came out of that theater i said i don't know how they're gonna follow that after the last jedi mm-hmm. yeah and then the rise of skywalker they couldn't because they didn't have a plan <laughs> but regardless um that's kind of i don't know it almost kind of felt like what they they ran into here but they had a lot to be able to follow because they could have just went right into the world being infested by dinosaurs but instead they skip four years so i feel like that was like almost like a missed opportunity yeah like but, do, just um, do a full-on dinocalypse you know what i mean yeah that would have been what i would do it that seems like that would have been a bit more i guess cohesive yeah because you can just come right out of that and then the jurassic park guys can come and get involved because the government's like what do we do here you dealt with this before which is still a little bit cheesy but like you just get them in and it's like right away it's easy like not also there's the crops being destroyed also which is not related it's so weird how unrelated that is it's just like that's just a plot that this particular company who also seems to be housing dinosaurs is doing but like the focus should be the dinosaurs not the weird crop science Mm -hmm. i I just it's just strange but again i didn't dislike it because there was again the the daughter parents thing that seemed to pull the plot together and then that that malta sequence was amazing i really love that chase scene that was awesome yeah like and just like this underground like underground ring where they're like selling different dinosaurs they're like cooking dinosaurs on spits they have um like these like like a dinosaur fighting ring and shit like that and that's a brilliant like absolutely brilliant ideas yeah, there was some really good ideas. Like Omar Sy was a cool character too. I liked him in it. I'm glad they brought him back from Jurassic World. I agree. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good callback too. And uh, I just, um, 
yeah, it's just the cohesiveness just was just like, mm-hmm. just they didn't seem to know how to pull the different elements together. There's that funny moment where there's that weird looking harmless dinosaur on the ground that bites the guy's hand. Oh, yeah. It's like you just don't know it's coming. But you kind of know as the audience, you're like, that dinosaur seems too timid and slow. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be dangerous kind of thing, which is was funny. Um, my favorite thing, though, honestly, and I know that you called this fan service at the top. But I really did like seeing the returning cast because there was all these yeah. callbacks. And I thought that, as usual, Jeff Goldblum delivered. Mm-hmm. He's just so funny. And that moment where he's trying to unlock the fence, I was just laughing so yeah. much. I just thought it was, it was just so ridiculous. He's like, there are 10,000 combinations here. I was like, come on. <laughs> it's just so so silly. And then – I. My girlfriend said right as soon as he typed in – he typed in another code and then the guy at, uh, back at base – uh, the CFO or whatever. Ramsey, I think his name is. Um, played by, yeah, Ramsey played by uh, Mamudu Athi. He specifically like typed in the code and then my girlfriend saw Jeff Goldblum type in a code and the code she saw him type in was 6969. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I want to believe it's true because that's hilarious because yeah. at the end when he opened the gate but he didn't open the gate because ramsey did he's like that actually worked mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like because it would be 69 69 that would be even funnier um but yeah his quips were really funny throughout the whole thing even like the way he delivers simple lines like even mm-hmm. when like chris pratt has the baby blue on his shoulder and he's mm-hmm. like beta is there a raptor on your shoulder mm-hmm. he just says it's in such a way that i was like i just i don't know it was just something yeah. really fun about it and uh i don't know I, even like the line where he's just like you made a promise to a dinosaur <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's just the delivery yeah. is just brilliant it's it's great too because it's pointing out the ridiculousness of the movie itself that we're watching so it makes the movie less ridiculous because of the fact that the main cast is almost calling out mm-hmm. how silly the movie is in a way i i, I don't know i i like that idea He's, he's like almost meta. He's like breaking mm-hmm. the fourth wall in a weird, like very not obviously he's not doing that deliberately, but he's doing it in a weird, in a more relatable to the humans watching the movie way, if that makes sense. Very much so, yeah. And I think that's why I also like the movie like more than I thought I would because of that. I felt like the tone stayed the same and that's why I liked it more than Fallen Kingdom. That's my issue with Fallen Kingdom is I felt like the tone was like, a, it's a drastic shift between the front of the movie and the, and the, the second mm-hmm. half, it was almost like, you know, Joss Whedon took over for Zack Snyder or something. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like that was my issue with the J.A. Bayona, like Fallen Kingdom. I, I didn't hate it, but I just was like, ah, ah it's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. But this movie I found was kind of fun to watch all the way through despite its story, a thin, sto- a thin story, I would say, in, in various mm-hmm. spots. Yeah, Uh, Like speaking of like the thin story as well, like with Henry Wu, like they set him up to be the villain, like at the end of Jurassic uh, World Fallen Kingdom, like he's he's a bad guy. He's like, I'm going to be rich and make all these dinosaurs. And then again, you you can make the argument a lot of things can change after four years. And like, you know, we see him again and he's like, oh, my God, I made like a huge mistake. Like I'm about to destroy the world. Like I need to save the world by getting like the the DNA of this clone woman that was cloned by herself, I guess <laughs> that got rid of like an illness and just it it's again, the plot just gets so wacky, but even then it, it makes it for an enjoyable movie. And again, um, 
uh, BD Wong's performance. Uh, oh, sorry, not BD Wong, Benedict Wong, right? No, BD Wong. BD Wong. Oh, uh, Benedict Wong. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, Benedict Wong is from uh, Doctor Strange. I apologize about that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, BD Wong's performance is genuinely stellar and it's cool to see him again and even when you know like sam neil and uh, or like alan grant and ellie sattler and ian malcolm see him again they're just like oh you again from the first movie when we were all together it's it's so cool and yeah that was great i, I know you mentioned that i i know you mentioned like yeah like i was saying that it's fan service i think this is good fan service at least for me like I think fan service regularly does have a negative connotation, uh, like we make the argument for for Rise of Skywalker. But in this sort of setting, in in a in a action movie about dinosaurs killing people setting, the fan service really just fits, and it made me really just love it. And again, I was like smiling ear to ear so much, even at the dumbass shit that was happening. Like this is fucking awesome. It, man, there's a scene where Jeff Goldblum he like grabs the spear. Um, or like has like a little spear and he like he has one of the locusts that are burning on fire that's like reminiscent to the first movie when he's like I think using a flare for the um, T-Rex and hmm. you know the the, gigant- the gigantosaurus or whatever comes over to him and then he throws it in the, the, the dinosaur's mouth and it blows out fire like a dragon and I was like this is so <laughs> awesome like it's just yeah. oh god there's so many little things like that where like I feel like Colin Trevorrow like just doubled down he's like I'm gonna make this a fucking thrill ride I'm gonna make like and I think it shows man because on Rotten Tomatoes yeah the critics aren't liking this but the audience score is I think around 80 it's 79 I just looked it up so like it, it obviously I think he's he knows what's working and it's it's raking in the money like honestly it's doing very well like at the box office so i think that's another reason why i imagine they're going to continue this franchise um and i wouldn't mind but is it a reboot though that's i I don't know i'm curious i i don't know if i want a reboot or if i like so there's that new predator movie coming out called prey which is like you know those native americans with like dealing with a predator right like back in time imagine if you do this Jurassic world movie. And then you go to like this remote Island. Right. And it's just like native Americans there. And they're just dealing with dinosaurs now. Like imagine if they do like a spinoff like that, like that'd be fucking awesome, dude. You know, like I feel like you can go so many ways now with like these dinosaurs just roaming the earth. Um, whether you bring back any of the cast or just bring it on all new cast, you can set it anywhere, bring it anywhere. Cause they, they do show like a brief period where it's like the dinosaurs are, like literally all over the world because there was like an underground like train trading ring and, and shit like that. So the possibilities are endless and I would prefer they kind of keep it like, Hey man, like the, the dinosaurs are roaming the earth and kind of go from there because I genuinely think like, I think the Jurassic park, if you try to reboot that and like you will, you won't come anywhere close to the quality that Steven Spielberg made with Jurassic park. And uh, I think as much as I love all of these movies and have like a great time with all these movies, like there's no doubt in my fucking mind that Jurassic Park is easily the best of the bunch by a large margin, right? Yeah, for sure. So why try to remake that or reboot that when you can just continue on this wacky universe, cut out all the weird like political stuff and like corporation stuff. And it's just, Hey, it's people 
dealing with dinosaurs on the remote island or um, like in a city or wherever else. Even if they go kind of back in time and do like an in-between cool, like that takes place immediately after the dinosaurs start rolling, uh, roaming the world. There was that short film that Colin Trevorrow uh, directed where it's like these the family at like um, like a trailer park or some shit like that. You remember that? It was released like a couple years ago. No. No, I never saw that. Yeah, it's really great. It's like a it's a short film, like 10, 15 minutes long, give or take a bit. Um, and it literally is a bit like it follows just like, like this family that's like at this like in their trailer and a T-Rex just shows up, you know, and it's set in the Jurassic World hmm. universe. Like you could do something like that. And again, new cast, new scenario, regular people dealing with these fucking wild dinosaurs, because obviously the government wouldn't be able to save everyone. Like you could you could make like almost like a zombie apocalypse movie just with dinosaurs, raptors pterodactyls you know what i mean like the, I, I think you could do so much awesome shit with this and i really hope they do <laughs> yeah yeah I, I wonder if they'll do that i don't know it's interesting I, i'm curious i you say it's doing really well i didn't notice the numbers i mean we we're recording this though like <laughs> this is the first weekend mm. it's like the opening weekend so I'm, I'm curious how it ends up doing uh when monday morning hits because we're recording this on sunday but it's 143 million dollar opening night I guess. So just for for the Friday and the Thursday or just the Friday? I think that's just the Friday. Hollywood Reporter. Let me pull it up for you. Let me pull it up for you. And it's domestic opening after Roaring to Friday Gross. Yeah, so after Friday. And then globally, it has now passed $389 million after Sunday, which is today. Sounds like you almost said billion. I said million. Careful. I meant to say million. If I said billion, then I meant million. Yeah. I don't. You said million, but you started with the b sound, and I was like, "Oh, uh oh, rut row." Hold your horses there. That's way too much mm-hmm. money. But yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. That's cool. That's great. I'm just happy for the theater industry. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that they are getting this like crazy summer so far, mm-hmm. or like even starting. I guess starting with Doctor Strange and kind of going from there, or even starting with the Batman. I suppose it's like it's been a very good year. Mm-hmm. The Top Gun Maverick, and now this movie, and. Going into Thor: Love and Thunders, that's that's great too. That's great to see. Yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what uh, the future holds for Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. What if they'll make a TV show, Adrian? Oh, dude, I would shit my pants because this is uh, it's Universal, right? So, does Universal have a like a a streaming service? I don't think so. Peacock. Oh, you're right. I goddamn, I hope it's not on Peacock because there is the Jurassic World yeah. Camp Crustaceous. Oh. There it is, Simon. It wouldn't be a podcast of ours if there wasn't a bell tolling in the back. But um, there is the Jurassic Park Camp Crustaceous or some shit like that, which is the animated Netflix series, which isn't necessarily what I want because oh. I think it's like uh, aimed at like children and younger audiences and stuff like that. But, right. you know, like I, I would love a live action Jurassic Park series like a week. Set it immediately after, you know, the dinosaurs escape and make it like a week to week sort of thing. And then it can kind of like lead up to... Uh, lead up to them kind of getting the world under control. Yeah, right on the cock. Yeah. You just say right on the cock? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the peacock. Ah. The peacock. <laughs> Obviously. What do you, yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter, Adrian. Come on. Sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. That, 
Sorry, continue. I don't know if they got the budget for that, though. I don't know if Peacock has ever done anything like that to that extent. Mm -hmm. We talked recently about, well, not that recently, on episode 100, the last episode that was numbered on our podcast, uh, Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. We talked about the Horizon Forbidden West Horizon Zero Dawn TV series mm -hmm. potentially being a animated show only because like the budget would need to be pretty high. So I'm not sure like who's got the money to do like a full-fledged dinosaur TV series that has like eight episodes, but... I don't know. It's it, like the amount of CG too. Like it's pretty masterful stuff what they were, were able to pull off. I'd say. Mm -hmm. Like I think they did a really good job. Like the computer graphics. Like I don't know what you think. You're the the visual effects. You know, connoisseur, criti cr criticizer. You you really find the the flaws in bad CG. So I'm curious if you saw any flaws in this. But I th I think they did a pretty good job overall. Yeah, I I think they did a really great job, honestly, in the CG. Like maybe maybe I was just blinded by nostalgia and having a great time with dinosaurs and stuff. But I didn't really notice too many like situations where I'm like, oh, that looks bad. Like honestly, I think they did a really great job in uh, in you know kind of because they obviously had like animatronic dinosaurs as well. Um, yeah, they did both practical and yeah. uh, like. Uh, computer graphic effects and i feel like it melded together very well so yeah i i'd uh i can't complain about the cgi simon i won't complain about it actually that's great yeah man mm -hmm. cool man well yeah uh, i feel like that just about covers everything man i I don't, I don't think i have much to, else to say i'm sure i'll like think of a bunch of stuff but all in all i think this is a really great time i think it's a bad movie i think it's a really fun <laughs> movie though and i loved it um before we leave though simon yeah i'm curious what is your ranking of all the jurassic park slash world movies see i didn't see all the jurassic park movies what i only saw jurassic park one and didn't see the next one but there's only five right oh you never watched lost world no there's the lost world um and uh, jurassic park three. Oh, there is yeah i thought so yeah, yeah there's sorry yeah there was a trilogy there and there's another trilogy here so mm -hmm. six movies in total yeah um no, I didn't see two and three. Oh. Um, so I can't rate them all, unfortunately, for you. So That's you may as well just give me your ranking. Yeah. So call it, but. Uh, I would say Jurassic Park for sure, number one. Jurassic World, I would say, is number two. And then I would probably say Jurassic Park three. I'm just very nostalgic over just because I feel like I watched that a lot when I was a kid. And then I would say Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom dominion and then jurassic park 2 is probably my least favorite mind you i'm not ranking this from like best to worst i'm ranking this from favorite to least favorite oh but i love all of them genuinely and real quick i forgot to mention alan grant and ellie sattler they end up together baby again another fan service moment she's like i divorced my husband and i divorced remember my husband from jurassic park 3 you wouldn't simon because you never watched it but i did She's like, we divorced, and then they end up together. She's like, you want to come with me? And he's like, I'm going everywhere with you, baby. And that made me happy, too. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. Definite fan service. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was good. It was also that Maisie moment where she was, like, looking at them, thinking that they were together. Mm -hmm. And then when they said they weren't, she was like, what? What are you talking about? What is your problem? I saw the sexual tension when you guys fell out of that locust office. Yeah. You know? Where did Beta go, by the way? <laughs> like She's like, I'm going to escape with Beta. And she just runs out and Beta just pieces out. He's just like running through this facility. <laughs> and, just, and then they're like, oh, we got to find Beta. It's like, okay. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And then they did. And then Ian Malcolm said that. They saved Beta and reunited her. Yeah, yeah I love the little blue runs away. 
and then like comes back and then does a little head nod at Owen Grady like thanks bro and Owen's like yeah I'll miss you blue that was a really good moment yeah. man I, I, I don't know it. that was almost emotional I, I I really liked it like that it was very I don't know that was very nostalgic mm-hmm. for the kind of the beginning of that like that's uh trilogy the Jurassic World trilogy mm-hmm. Like that, that was one of the best moments in that movie overall. I agree. It was a little bit more serious, and they kind of, you know, they brought it back, kind of thing, to Jurassic World One. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love this. <laughs> excellent. I liked it. I thought it was an okay movie, and it was exciting to watch, Adrian. Mm-hmm. And I liked the reintroduction of the old cast, and I thought that. Uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but Michael Giacchino did an, an okay job, like capturing the score of mm-hmm. what John Williams did. I feel like he did a pretty good job there. Michael Giacchino is just blowing up every single movie I seem to watch. He's just the composer for, which is interesting. Not every movie, but it's it's very common nowadays that Michael Giacchino is uh, in the credits. Mm-hmm. Which uh, he he did the Batman earlier this year, and then did yeah. Jurassic World, and I think he might be doing Lightyear. I could be wrong about that, but. Uh, probably am wrong about that so i should probably correct that before we go and then i'm gonna wrap this guy up i'm just gonna correct that real quick adrian and um anything else to add before we uh, wrap this uh podcast up there should be more dinosaur franchises simon oh okay well there's that game arc survival with vin diesel look forward <laughs> to that in your on your yeah. on your xbox we're dating ourselves a bit here are we dating ourselves kind of someone comes back huh? and listens to this Look, man, I'm dating Dawn, okay? Whoa! Oh, that's a good one. What a twist. What a twist. Yeah. I just interrupted you and you didn't get to finish your thought. But uh, do you want to finish it now or can I talk about Lightyear and who's composing it? Um, well, I forget what I was saying. You said we're dating ourselves with talking about a video game. Yeah, because like if someone comes back and listens to this like in 30 years, they're going to be like, oh, that that dinosaur game didn't come out when they did this video or podcast this this recording that's what they're gonna say well it didn't come out yet it, it's coming out in 2023 i know but if someone listens to it in 2028 that game will already be out yeah so will the movie i'm confused mm-hmm. it's okay oh i see because you're you're wondering if we didn't give enough detail or we gave too much detail about the game no what if vin diesel's not in it vin diesel's in it. anyways doesn't matter <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Regardless, Michael Giacchino is composing Lightyear, so I was correct after all, Adrian. I'm just an accurate fool. So let's just continue to end this podcast. Adrian, thank you for joining me for this review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Thank you, audience, for joining us. And have a great day, night, year. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. And have a Jurassic time. Jurassic. A a fun-filled Jurassic time world dominion goodbye